I'm Tyler, plates and napkins, napkins and plates, dennering. I'm Connery. I got your name on a piece of paper in my pocket, Hanson. <laughs> oh, God. What? <laughs> said, said my Lyft driver to me. Yeah. <laughs> uh, I'm Turin, Stinky P. O'Neill. <laughs> that's yeah. right that's happened i was gonna look we'll save that for later i was gonna immediately get into that but uh it's only the weirdest thing in this movie why did you say that your pee smells like asparagus and vinegar he knows what she ate because he spit, he sniffed her piss it's gross nasty man uh hello any new listeners this is the franchise podcast where friends get together to talk about movie franchises i'm literally just talking about what denzel did in the movie okay i'm not really extrapolating too much here yeah this isn't a joke and it's a real thing that he does and he talks about in it I feel like if you're listening to the, starting your first episode with the Equalizer 2, you've probably seen the movie, so you know what we're talking about. Yeah. But, uh, yeah, weird. We're about, we're ta- yeah, weird. We're talking about Equalizer 2 today. Woo! Look who's equalizing 2. Yeah, why doesn't this have a tag name? I don't understand. Yeah, I think it should. What What do you think it would be? Uh, stinky P. <laughs> you really Less are stinky. Less than or equal to... You really are Stinky P, aren't you? <laughs> that should have been the villain's name, too. Yeah. I'm Stinky P. <laughs> Voiced by Kelsey Grammer. Is that who uh, voices Stinky P in Toy Story 2? Yeah, that is Kelsey Grammer. Turn O'Neill's here. Hi. Hi, Turn. What's up? He's guesting. It's been, uh, it's been a while since you've been mm-hmm. on. <clears throat> yeah, I don't even remember what movie it was. Me Last neither. <laughs> Yeah, I feel like it might. It, I don't think it's uh, what's it called? Um, the oh my god, what were the ones with the deaths chasing after you? Final Destination. Fi- it uh, wasn't Final Destination, not The Walking Dead. It could have been Cars Three. Cars Three, the one where death chases you. <laughs> the Every final time you get in the car, Connery. Yeah. <laughs> the dead racers chases after Lightning McQueen. Um, I, I'm gonna I'm gonna look at what the last thing Turin was on while we're doing this episode. I'll get back to it at the end of the episode. But sure. uh, th- thanks for being on Turin. Uh, I know it was a, a process to get going today, uh, in part because my webcam is uh, I don't know full of viruses or something, so I couldn't record <laughs> to Zoom. And, and I was late. <laughs> Connor was late by two minutes, and then I was late by like an hour because of the technical <laughs> difficulties afterwards. And uh, you know, it's been raining in LA, and we're just not used to it. So we're all freaking out here. There's flooding everywhere. There's flooding There's everywhere. Puddles. Con- There's puddles yeah. on streets. Is what you mean? Mm-hmm. Uh, Hydroplaning. <laughs> we could have we could have drifted all the way to your to your place, Connery. <laughs> I'm not gonna let you guys drive in the dark rain to my house when it's all scary out. Yeah. Um, yeah. This is probably. Uh, <laughs> turn can i just start already with that um what's how has the rain been in the past few days compared to of your youth <laughs> I mean, i've never seen such a bunch of pathetic people in my life this is oh my god honestly shocking you're a bunch of fucking weenies um, it's shocking and just seeing people's ability to drive in anything that is in blistering heat is i mean you guys shouldn't have licenses let's face it yeah Hey, I still haven't seen your car, by the way. I still don't know if you own a car. <laughs> it's now a he doesn't. He's just he's just tubing around. That's why he thinks he's better. 
turn wood tube around. Uh, the tube is, you know, famously the place for, uh, you know, the elites. <laughs> the elite form of transportation. Finally, I can just ride down the LA River. He's just slip and sliding down. And probably smell some other weird pee smells over there too <laughs> oh god uh i'm of course making a reference to the fact that turns irish and i won't bring it up ever again um i won't ask him if he had a movie theater near him growing up uh anyways that's that's all that's all in the past uh we gotta do our usual segment of what's new thank you connery you know that no was like a little delayed but it was actually like the perfect amount of time that's what I think, yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah you um, guys have really our... got this down now. Thank yeah, you. We sure it's do. 196 <laughs> episodes. We are 97 episodes. We should. Yeah, especially on Zoom. You know, We record in person like a bunch, and then we have like two Zoom calls, and it's like all goes downhill. Right. <laughs> I'm glad you uh, chose me for the downhill episode. Yeah. We knew well, you'd be there to support us. Maybe you're a part of it. <laughs> it was going to be maybe bad anyway, so problem. you're just like, fuck it. Yeah. <laughs> Um, this is what's new, our usual segment where we discuss any new media we've been consuming. Um, Connery, do you have anything that you'd like to go first with? Yeah, sure. Um, I, today, me and Karen have been building a, the Rivendell Lego set, and we watched uh, The Hobbit, An Unexpected Journey, Ooh. while we built it. Did you watch it um, in hi, uh, high definition or whatever? Like We high watched it in high, high definition, extreme high fr- throw up frame rate. <laughs> <laughs> no, we just watched it in the regular edition, whatever HD something or other. But uh, you know, it, it holds up. I really wanted to watch it, but I was like, I was like, yeah, I, I know this isn't very good. Like, it's not as good as Lord of the Rings, but I still have fun watching the Hobbits for some reason. Yeah, I still think I still think at least the first one is good. Um, the second one's been about pretty it. bad so far. <laughs> yeah, like every all of them are fine to me, but I'm also just, you know, Middle Earth pilled or whatever. Where I'm like, oh, yeah, give me more of this. Like even yeah. even the show that uh, like a lot of people hate, apparently, I, I still thought it was... Uh, there were parts Rings that were power. interesting. Yeah, Rings of Power. Um, yeah. But, you know, we'll cover it on the podcast. Uh, yeah, that's what I was waiting anything. for. That's what I was waiting for. But then I was like, I was like, I really have the urge to watch these for some demented reason. And... We also got to the beginning of Desolation of Smog, and I like that the spiders could talk. Oh, yeah. Well, did they all get caught up in the spider webs in the beginning, right? Yeah, yeah, in, in the forest. I always remember Bilbo stabbing like the baby spider being like a very dark moment for some reason. <laughs> he, it goes, it stings! <laughs> oh, that's how he got the name. Yeah. Oh, uh, it's all falling into place. Yeah, it's very cool. But I, I always like that the spiders could talk. <laughs> Turin, thoughts on the uh, Hobbit movies? Uh, I've seen them. And you love them? Uh, no, that's the extent of my thoughts on it. <laughs> you uh, have seen them. I've, never, I've only seen them once, actually, so I should probably give them another chance. But I also Same. have better things to do. So. <laughs> uh, yeah, we don't. We have a podcast where we force ourselves <laughs> to watch things movies. like this. Yeah. yeah, but that's what me and Karen did, and that was a lot of fun. And uh, we also, uh, I don't know, we, we watched some Kitchen Nightmares as well this morning, and that was fun as well. Nice. Seems yeah. like a, a go-to uh, comfort show of Gordon Ramsay being mad at, at people and <laughs> weird guests on the show. Yes. <laughs> it's, it's been our, one of our comfort shows is like Gordon Ramsay saga, and I, I find it very cute. So here we are. And Did they're you- fun, too. I, I, I do really like them now, actually. <laughs> 
Yeah. Uh, did you watch uh, an unexpected journey on Max, or do you do you have the Blu-rays? I forget. I have the extended editions of them of Desolation and Unexpected Journey, but we watched them on Max, the regular version, because I didn't feel like getting out my DVD. Gotcha. Yeah, you didn't want to watch all the extended content. Yeah, I realized watching it, I was like, I don't think this needs more. I don't think I need to, any further context. <laughs> I think it needs more less. of them in barrels. <laughs> I think yeah. it needs less. Yeah, that barrel sequence is so long. Hey, I like that barrel sequence. I like the combo. Long. I like the combo that the dwarf does in the very end. Oh, yeah. He, like, busts out and hits stuff, doesn't he? Yeah, he hits, like, everybody. He kills, like, 50 dwarves. Not 50 dwarves, 50 orcs. <laughs> he kills all his teammates. Way to go, Bomber. <laughs> wow. Bomber. That scene is, like, made for a early 2000s N64 game. You know? Yeah, oh, absolutely. Yep. <laughs> Would have been beautiful. You know, there yeah. is there is a Hobbit game for, like, the PS2 that I used to have. Um, oh, I remember that. Yeah, it's based on a book, and I, I was at a certain point in the game, like, I don't know, three quarters of the way in, and I saved the game, but when I, after I saved, I instantly landed into, like, an orc and died, and then that was the only save I had, so I couldn't <laughs> go any further, because the save just kept killing me. Oh my god, that's so funny. <laughs> so yeah, I wouldn't say it was the best made game, but... Yeah, I have vague memories of that game. Yeah. But um, still, wild time. Tyler, what's new with you? <clears throat> what's new with me... I watched, you know, I have two things, one for each of you. Uh, I feel like this is a very turn kind of movie. Uh, I watched The Mosquito Coast. Never you ever, heard of it. Never heard of it? Uh, it's based on a book, and there's like an Apple TV series now. I feel like I sound very like nasally right now. It's weird. You're fine. <laughs> I was emptying uh, hot sauce, expired hot sauce out of my fridge into my sink, <laughs> and the hot water was on. <laughs> <laughs> so I feel like it cleaned out all my like all my nasal patches passages and now I'm like still like messed up from it. <laughs> what is happening to why, you? Why were you emptying it down the sink? I don't know. Because oh because I was uh I was just cleaning them out so I could put them in recycling. Oh my gosh. Okay, cool. Uh, but so anyways, your, 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 your sinuses are clean. Yeah, too clean. There's no hot sauce in the mosquito coast. It is about a man who forcibly takes his family to the jungles of like, uh, let's like the Honduras, I guess, um, the, the area known as the Mosquito Coast. I could be totally wrong where that is, mm. um, but South America, because he's always like uh, played by Harrison Ford, by the way. He's like, oh, America's just not how it used to be. Like nobody knows how to do anything. Everything's made out of country. This is made in Japan. This is made in China. Like he's so he's basically like the ultimate boomer. <laughs> Yeah, I was say, he's um, the king boomer. This came out in 1986. It's directed by Peter Weir, who uh, would go on to do Master and Commander and um, The Truman Show and, yeah, you know, some some big stuff. Uh, and I mean, that so this is like probably the exact like. kind of misery I would love. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> I'm like, turn, I feel like you like this. <laughs> um, because he just gets worse and worse and more of an asshole and he's also an inventor his whole job is being an inventor so he's just very like full of himself and he's like I'm gonna build a town like a, a, a village basically a, in, out in the jungle so that I can build this device that turns uh, steam power into ice and like oh. that's the whole thing um, but then he comes into conflict with like some other um, people who are like trying to extort him or like steal stuff from him. I don't honestly like it got a little co- confusing at a certain point. But it's at the end of the day, it's about a toxic 
father figure who uh, makes his family go through hell because he thinks it's like the only path. He's like, we can't go to America. Like they're all nuked by an hour and, and everything. Like we can't go back home. So he just keeps going further and further. It's a little, it's a little like a uh, um, uh, heart of darkness or something in that way. A little apocalypse okay. now where he just keeps going further and further down the river. But uh, yeah, honestly, like Harrison Ford, he's, he's really good in it. And I was like, I feel like this would be even better with like Nick Nolte just because I could totally see him just being already a crazy, like, Come on, super conservative, like weird man, where he's like, "We gotta build this thing in the middle of the river. Like, we gotta <laughs> build all this weird stuff. It's the only way." But then, like, I feel like Harrison Ford. It now that I thought about, it, I'm like, oh, maybe it works even better with him because he is just so, like, not that Nick, Nick Dolte's uh, like a bad looking guy. I mean, and now he's old and like really <laughs> shrivelly, but like, <laughs> um. You know, at that time. But, like, Harrison Ford, you know, he's he's an icon. He's a legend. He's, like, one of the most handsome men in, like, Hollywood still. Yeah, yeah. And so he's, it's like, like he's char- charismatic. <laughs> he's got this, like, toasty blonde hair in it and everything. And it's just like, oh, like, okay, so I can see why, especially his wife, because his wife is just, like, goes along with it for a long time, played by uh, Helen Mirren. She's great in it, too. She never has, like, a freak out until, like, very long in. Which, uh, if I was uh, in that same situation, I'd be like, what the hell are we doing? Like, you're putting our kids in danger and everything. Um, but yeah, just to sum it all up, it's a very intense uh, movie. It's It feels kind of novelistic at points, um, but, I, but I enjoyed it. And Turin, I think you will too, and probably you too, Connery. Nice, all right, um, cool. That's on Canopy, which you can get through the LA Library. Woohoo! Uh, and then, just real quick, I, I just beat Batman Arkham Asylum. <laughs> oh, <laughs> which, how many times that? Which I haven't played in since it came out, I guess. on I played on, like, Xbox 360 originally, and it, it, most of it holds up, like, really well. Like It's a really know. good game. <laughs> <laughs> There's only a couple fights that feel a little too arcade especially with, like, the big tight, like, the, the big... Uh, Titan Joker. No, just the uh, the mini-boss, like, Titan people. It just feels oh, like... Oh, yeah. <laughs> Yeah, just like that. It feels a little tedious <laughs> at points, but overall, I'm like, ooh, this was just a lot of fun, and I want to go back and explore the maps and everything now and get the Riddler trophies and take some screenshots and stuff. So Nice. Yeah, and that's yeah. Uh, that's on PS5. We must have been on a similar wavelength because I recently re-downloaded uh, Arkham, Arkham Knight. <laughs> nice. Yeah, whenever, honestly, whenever like I end a show, I didn't just end a show, but we have like a two-week hiatus. Uh, when I, uh, yeah, basically when I stop working for a little bit, I tend to gravitate towards an Arkham game for some reason. It's just mm. like fun to beat people up and like look around. Yeah, it's uh, really pretty. Environment, so, <laughs> yeah. Turn, what's new with you? What's new? Bam! <laughs> Thank you. Uh, <laughs> um, I don't know. Um, I've recently exited my reality TV phase. Wow, was, I was going to oh, say, you've been watching Survivor or something? A blessing. No, a I, well, blessing. I was, and then it got spoiled for me, so that was that. Um, but, you know, when you're on your, like, third version of Love is Blind, that it might be time to mm-hmm. stop, you know? Yeah. You've gone through the, the English version, and it's the Swedish version. Mm-hmm. And then you're Were looking you at Brazilians. <laughs> Listen, to edit, edit all this out. Right, the people okay. should know. No, no, I'm joking. <laughs> I'm keeping um, it in. Yeah, keep it. In. My shame should be known by all. Um, <laughs> but yeah, it was time to uh, not melt my brain anymore. So I have been trying to do non-TV shit for a while. Oh, Just like what? On. 
uh, reading them books. What wow. books you reading? Yeah, right? You fucking losers. I'm reading. Wow. I'm reading the, the Survivor fiction book. <laughs> I do that <laughs> yeah. every day, I'm, you dork. I'm, I'm reading the graphic novel of Love is Blind. Canada. Oh, <laughs> wow. Nice. No. Uh, uh, I don't know. Uh, I've been reading uh, Ursula Le Guin, The Dispossessed at the minute, which is fun. Okay. What is that? Uh, that's a sci-fi book. Ooh. which delves into class and things like of that nature things smarter i finished reading i finished reading akatar <laughs> oh really yeah I, yeah i never got into it is it any good it, it, the the last third's really really oh. good yeah lily yeah lily picked not it up too for me. <laughs> right yeah and the last third's really good because when we saw uh grayson for for her and uh well we saw we saw you Connor, we saw you, Grayson, and uh, Jose for their yeah. dog, Phoebe's uh, birthday party, where we brought Franklin. And uh, Grayson was talking about Akatar, so Lily picked it up, and she, I was like, oh, is the first third like really dense? And she's like, yep. <laughs> but yep. she's getting through it. She's Yeah, like I said, last bit's really good. It leaves you room kind of wanting to read the second one. Yeah. But her and I interrupted anyway. Please. Yeah, we definitely just mm. derailed what you were talking about. Yeah. <laughs> Edit out all of your conversation in between. Absolutely, sir. Yeah, I will. Okay. Um, I don't remember. I've been. Uh, I've gone through Cormac McCarthy. I'm trying to read some great American authors. Ooh, I've wow. much exposure to them. So, yeah. Which Cormac McCarthy? Nice. Uh, all the Pretty Horses. I just Ooh. finished. Uh, so yeah, I'm trying to not. Or do things that are not actively poisoning my body. Yeah, great. Yeah, yeah. I'm in. Yeah. I'm in the same cool. boat because you both know I've been watching like complete, like for the most part, complete trash like B action movies for like a year, and I'm sure the listeners True. as well. <laughs> um, yeah, I'm trying to watch better movies. Right. These I've movies noticed that on the letterbox that aspire <laughs> to be something better. <laughs> I've started watching dystopian. Uh, TV shows again. I just watched Station Eleven and Silo. Mm. Seen those. Mm. Oh, that I watched a few good. episodes of Silo. Yeah, it's fun. Yeah, um, but Station Eleven is really good if you haven't seen that one. That was like I don't a, know what that one is. Yeah, I think it came out right before COVID, but it's about a flu that wipes out you know half the planet. Oh, uh, cheery. Yeah, but it's really good. Hmm. When do the apes come in? <laughs> it does need more apes. <laughs> when do ape happen? Um, yeah, yeah, yeah. Cormac McCarthy. Uh, wait, what is All the Pretty Horses about? Because I started reading it in like high school and then I fell off. Mm, it's about like two kind of teens from Texas who flee down to Mexico. Uh, and just the kind of fucking stuff they get up to down there. Uh, They're silly it's, antics. It's very reflective and, you know, it's all written in. Cowboy language, cowboy speak. It's really good. <laughs> cool. Talking about beans. Yeah, talking about beans a lot. There's a lot of beans <laughs> involved. Wrangling. Uh, assless chaps. Oh. <laughs> As nice. you do. Cool. Well, that sounds cool. Yeah. Um, I'm glad you're furthering your intelligence. Wouldn't, I wouldn't go that far. Reaching higher. 
you know, touching who else? the obelisk. I'm just trying to be like Denzel in this movie. <laughs> yeah, I was like trying to find any transition point. I'm like, you know, who else is touching the obelisk? I'm like, I guess the kid that Denzel teaches. If you take Denzel and say that he's the obelisk, why not? He's the obelisk. The, he reforms uh, people who touch him. The down on his luck teen is learning from the obelisk, known as Robert McCall. <laughs> Robert Hero of the people, Uber driver with a five star rating, who reads like four bucks in the first fifteen minutes of the movie. Yeah, yeah he does that. Beats oh. the shit out of uh, <laughs> Wall Street people, I guess too. Yeah, so, he really, really goes I, at them. I've already confessed this to you guys, but I did not rewatch the first movie. Yeah, that's fine. It's okay. Yeah, but I have this forces me to ask a question: Is yeah, a plot point in the first movie? Him learning to read. Is that why they're laboring on how many books he reads? No, movie? no, he's he's reading all the like the books you should you can you must read. Like he has like this must read list that he's going through. What well, didn't his wife die and his wife like gave him that or something? Was that yeah? Some, there's a lot yeah. of like ephemeral character building things because it's like you know so little about him that when you do find something out, you're like, wait, was that something? Because <laughs> there's gotcha. either like super violent scenes in these movies or just like quiet meditation. That's what it feels like, where it's like it goes from zero to a hundred so fast. Yeah. Like, whew. He does ask the kid in this, like, "Oh, do you know how to read?" I'm like, "Right, I, that's I, I don't I know. That kid's going to college. I'm pretty sure he knows how to read." <laughs> yeah, I'm like, like that that man knows how to read, Denzel. Like, that's really rude. Well, that's why I thought it was a callback to him not being able to read because it was like no. he thinks <laughs> he thinks normal people can't read. <laughs> He thinks everyone defaultly can't read. I will tell you, um, he used to work at like a Home Depot analog in the first one. Uh, But now he's a Lyft driver. So he always has different kinds of, um, I don't know, menial jobs. I still can't tell if he actually needs the money or if he just likes. (laughs) I think he mostly just likes to interact with people. Yeah, I think he just likes being around people in like a polite manner, I guess. (laughs) Or in a violent manner. Yeah, we're in a very violent manner. He keeps his, he's like a benevolent sociopath or something. Like, (laughs) a benevolent sociopath. (laughs) He keeps all of that extreme violence to just the bad people. Exactly, yeah. And boy, when it comes out, it boils out really terrifyingly when you see Denzel's blank face breaking arms. (laughs) Yeah, he has like a shark stare or something. It's like he doesn't (laughs) see people anymore. It's just blood. We go inside of his eye and it gets all black. And I'm like, that might just be what's happening, Tyler. He's getting the shark size where they roll back and he just gets to kill it. Is that his backstory? He's like a shark experiment. He's a, she's a street shark. Um, Turn, what did you think about this movie overall? Uh, it was not what I was expecting it to be. Right. Uh, I thought it would be a cool 90-minute fucking action romp. And it turned into mm-hmm. a two-hour... Uh, I don't want to say slog. That seems harsh, but right. <laughs> it was like it was like forty-five minutes before the plot really kicks in. So it was yeah. a little. It was a little. Uh, it threw me off, but I like the action was very good. I thought Denzel was just doing you know normal Denzel stuff. Just uh, doing the Lord's work. Yeah, but it was it was fun. I'd say that's about as much as I would give it. Okay. Yeah. He does multiple. What'd you think? He does multiple Lord's works because, uh, or different versions of it, because he he knows Yiddish, he knows every language. It seems right. he does. <laughs> Turn me. We're talking before you hopped on about how he pretends to be a Muslim man. <laughs> yeah. He does. Or- and his <laughs> what turn? 
No, that's like I I had a full page of notes just asking questions about whether he was a Muslim or not. Whether his beard was real. Yeah, his beard like, is... in in the movie looks fake, but I'm like, okay, well I guess he's he didn't grow it out. I guess he is wearing a fake beard. But why didn't he bother right. to take it off and do a full reveal of his face? And I'm right. like, but I'm keeping this beard on. Well, Maybe he also, likes it. Why did he need to pose as a Muslim? Like to blend in be. seamlessly with the environment. <laughs> what? <laughs> so confused why by why he needed this disguise. Why didn't he dress like a train conductor? <laughs> yeah. Or just an American tourist. Or just show, yeah, or just American tourist, because that guy had no idea who he was. He likes to get away with, like, a little bit of, uh, you know, he likes to pretend to be someone else for a little bit. I think he gets enjoyment out of that, you know? He's got a bit of the showman in him, doesn't he? <laughs> mm-hmm. Um, what yeah, what are your this, thoughts, Tyler? What did you think about it? Yeah, similar to Turn, it's like the... Well, I mean, we've seen the first one at least, but yeah. I, I definitely expected these movies to be a lot like uh, like an old Clint Eastwood movie or even more so like, uh, you know, Liam Neeson, all of his mm-hmm. like kind of semi-crappy but fun action vehicles where he's in his 70s like beating everyone up. Yeah. Um, I thought it would be like that. But it is also it's either like really visceral violence, like it feels way more real than that kind of movie. Yeah. Um, like it doesn't have the flourish of like a John Wick, I think, in terms of like gunplay and everything. It's just like it's just mm-hmm. brutal and like feels a little more realistic that way. And yeah, then it's the super rest down to earth. <laughs> yeah. And then like um, Brian Zamora, a recent guest on uh, RoboCop 3, he was saying that this he calls these movies geezer pleasers. <laughs> and uh <laughs> I think it's like totally right because he feels like the oldest man in this movie um, in terms of his attitude more so than his yeah. like movement because he just like wants to like look after this this wayward youth you know but yeah, also he just we'll, wants to better his community no matter what yeah he wants to look after this wayward youth and help his community whether that means paying the kid uh, teaching the kid how to negotiate his own rate for p- painting the thing that he caused or <laughs> pulling out dual Uzis on gang members to get the kid out of there. <laughs> he has an Uzi and a pistol. Oh, that's what it is. Yeah. Yeah. Which is like a really weird combo. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So, um, yeah, I don't know. I enjoyed it. Uh, to be to be frank, I watched this like a couple of weeks ago. And I'm like, should I watch parts of this again? I'm like, no, I, I'm looking at my notes and I'm, I'm flashing back. But it's definitely the kind of movie that, um, like, I don't remember this, like, exact, like, exactly the story. But there's something weird and meditative about these movies that, like, I keep thinking about. That, like, yeah. are kind of off-putting, but also, like, Robert's, like, reassuring. Just thinking about Robert <laughs> helping the community and <laughs> destroying bad guys. Like makes that's me a good feel... way to put it, destroying them because that's what he does. Yeah, it, it makes me like it's like oh, there are good people out there, even though this guy's a lunatic. Yeah, <laughs> I kind of went the opposite way with where I'm like, I get it, that's the intent, but it's also like this guy's a fucking nut job. Like, <laughs> yeah, it's, it's like he's very moralistic. He's trying to get the kid not to curse or whatever it is. Meanwhile, he's like breaking dudes' hands left, right, and center. It's just like okay, yeah. dude, <laughs> chill. Speaking of yeah, speaking of like uh, ultimate boomers or whatever, yeah, I feel like he's he's like that in this movie, not just uh, Harrison Ford and Mosquito Coast, because just like yeah, I don't know, <laughs> it's a very specific idea of justice, and I know that's a, a generalization. Bit of hypocrisy but, in him, <laughs> yeah. But Connor, what did you think? 
I, I liked it. You know, I kind of knew I learned what they what this movie was because like like you, I went on went in thinking these were going to be a little bit more like fast and much more actiony. But once I okay, I, I know the pace now. They're quiet and they have like short bursts of like extreme violence. And yeah, I'm watching this one. I think I liked it a little bit better than the first one. Honestly, I really like Pedro Pascal. I feel like he moved things forward a lot, and I liked yeah. his uh, his character flip as well. And I was like. It's good. I thought he was a good counter bad guy to him in the end, and I, I really liked it. Like I said, I prefer it to the first one by a long shot. Yeah, I think I do too. It's um, it's nice to have like this is right before he blew up too. Pedro oh yeah, Pascal, wow! Like right before, and like another thing about this movie is like it came out in twenty eighteen, but it, it I just in my head I'm like this came out two thousand eight, right? This definitely came out in <laughs> two thousand. Like the vibe of this movie feels like a decade older than it is. It really does, yeah. But uh, right after this, yeah, he was, he was in, like, so many things. Mm-hmm. And, uh, yeah, I, I just thought it was really fun and a surprise for Pedro Pascal. And Denzel's terrifying in it. And, like, his, do you want to die? Do you know what death is? <laughs> God. I'm like, oh, my God, he knows. Denzel knows what death is. He really does. Yeah. And then, so, yeah, I don't know. Like I said, I, I definitely liked it more than the first one. Uh it makes me eager for Equalizer 3. So, yeah, that's my thoughts. Threequalizer. Yeah, Threequalizer. <laughs> All right, that's our episode on this one. Um. Good talk, guys. 30-minute app. Look at us. There's this, like, recurring, uh, this repeating motif. I think it might be in the first one a little bit, but it keeps happening in this one where someone's just looking at Robert and saying, like, what? And he's like, I didn't say anything. And just like, yeah. yeah, just having the the demeanor of this man standing next to you, it's just like really off-putting and like <laughs> terrifying. Yeah, imagine like the menace he must like exude, to be honest. Of like this man who can kill you in an instant, just like standing here and you go, what? And he goes, I didn't say anything. And it's like, oh, okay. Yeah. Turin, do you have okay. any questions for us? I have so <laughs> yeah. many. So Bust many. out the notebook. Let's begin. Is it? Well, he could. He... Like, he goes to so many hotels and beats the shit out of people in hotels. Is, is yeah. it just implied that he got in there without anyone seeing? Or Yeah, he's a goddamn ghost. Oh, I see. He's friends mm-hmm. with every concierge <laughs> in Boston. His, his pleasant demeanor guy. gets him anywhere. Wow. He hangs out that... exclusively in down, in uh, downtown Boston, so he knows all the hotel people there. <laughs> I love the, the first, like, 45 minutes of the movie, there's, like, there's three plots going on. Except the main plot. <laughs> right. Like, you've yeah. got that old man looking for his painting, apparently. Oh, yeah. That old man was weird. And <laughs> that other old lady shows up. And I was like, I don't know who she is. That, exactly. I was like, where's the fucking painting? That's what I thought he was going to bring in. <laughs> and then he brings in this old lady. I was like, what is happening? Uh, and then, like, there was the whole Miles stuff. And then, I don't know, the dead guy gets assassinated. I was like, I don't know how any of this is connected at this point. <laughs> I don't think some of those are connected at all. I think some of them are community. And then his friend was murdered because she knew she could have found out what Pedro Pascal was doing. Right. So she was more like a covering his tracks murder. Yeah, this was uh, adapted, you know, from a a show called Equalizer from what the 80s a show I've never seen. But like this, if, if you put that in context, I'm like this. Yeah, this movie feels like 
four episodes of a TV show put into one, I feel like. Right. Yeah. I wish I just focused on. on the uh, missing painting for two hours. <laughs> <laughs> it's just Da Vinci code. It's just him looking <laughs> for this painting, the deed to a painting. There's just... <laughs> Who does Robert McCall play in uh, Da Vinci Code? Robert Langdon, I guess. Yeah, Tom Hanks. Like, what are you talking about? <laughs> He has to have the same hairpiece, though. Absolutely. <laughs> I can't wait when we cover Don the Dante or whatever series. Um, yeah, I don't know. The Da Vinci Code series? Yeah, the Da Vinci Code series, whatever they're called. I know they're not all called Da Vinci Code. Da Vinci Code 2. Angels and Demons. I'm curious what that franchise is called. Um, yeah, I don't know. And then, like, so all that, like, low-stake stuff is going on. Um, they have to shoehorn in that, um, that the old guy played by Orson Bean, uh, Ooh, is like a, a Holocaust survivor and is reunited with his sister. Right. And the painting right. by the end. Yeah. Uh, well, yes. Did he get the painting? I didn't see. I just saw the sister. Does she have the painting? Is um, she the painting? Yeah. <laughs> she, did he confuse she, it? Like, <laughs> she was the painting all along. I don't know. <laughs> I did like that he he had that line about like never trust someone with access to your toothbrush. I was like, dude, what happened to your toothbrush? <laughs> yeah, he, oh, he, only someone, he knows that. His toothbrush smelled like asparagus and vinaigrette. <laughs> oh no! It's come full circle. The mystery has been solved. The mystery. It all lines up in a series of flashbacks. It all connects. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I feel like I would have liked this movie if the the main plot had been a bit more interesting you know yeah, it was the, just it was just like people killing people to cover and then killing the next person to cover and killing the next person to cover there was no like real mystery to it or anything yeah the main know. plot kind of just like unfolded by itself right yeah, yeah he it's wasn't like, even in it for most of it <laughs> right yeah. he like didn't even figure anything out. i mean he did but like it just feels kind of like hey i'm on a walk with pedro pascal now uh by the way i know that you did everything basically Right. Yeah, <laughs> and he's like, "Oh, okay. Well, I guess I'll have to kill you." I thought they were gonna fight in suburbia. So when they had Me that too. hurricane fight, I thought that was I was I was like, "I'm really hyped for this suburbia fight with like possible collateral damage everywhere. It's gonna be really intense." Yeah, I'm kind. I kind of wish I was hoping it was the same thing where he's like just fighting people in the middle of a street, like in the suburbs, like I, yeah, because that's just so unique. I right. feel like. Yeah, like, I know. I, I was like, "This is gonna." I was like, "Yeah, okay, we'll keep going." Oh, no, it's just like I didn't really need the whole storm and everything. Like, it just ended up feeling right. like a specific Call of Duty level or something. I, I, I felt Call I of Duty so hard, yeah. too. Oh, my God. All of us are like, why is this Call of Duty? <laughs> yeah, I mean, it being in in his community feels like it would make a lot more sense. as a little Yeah, it's man, like you know. it's the danger at home and then also how dangerous he is to those in his community. So they could probably see him in a different light, too. Oh, right. Shit. Yeah, loading map, hurricane. <laughs> yeah, yeah, basically. But if, yeah, but if they're anything like Miles, who's just like, oh, he's really cool. He's a superhero. And not like this man is a monster and like nothing like who I thought he was. Right. Yeah. Like, the, he it, killed four people and got <laughs> me into this. <laughs> right. If, if, he, if something like that happened, it would have so much more like exteriority to his character because it's mm -hmm. like so he's so like inwardly he's so tightly wound inside like you don't know much about him at all, uh, even though as an audience member you want to know more. Like I feel like Antoine Fuqua does like a really good job at at keeping like as little about uh, Robert 
like available to the audience but at the same time it's like yeah what if he did but then he like it's like kind of like a batman thing or something it's like oh well mm-hmm. he never messes up he would never reveal himself to the the public the community that he cares so much about yeah exactly um it's more so like once he dies one day people will be like oh like one person like ralphie or something will be like oh you didn't know about this about about robert like yeah like, you know. like an, an on an ama reddit post he does one day <laughs> yeah like keep it secret until this moment he was protecting the community the whole time yeah and then they people other people talk about how they saw him murder other people in horrifying ways and then <laughs> yeah, he gets like psychoanalyzed he... <laughs> and then his idol gets torn down posthumously <laughs> yeah if you do that then it like breaks the whole illusion of the movie and like the concepts it like structurally and like thematically i guess but it's but that's much more realistic you know like, yeah oh yeah it's it's that's really down to earth and like even painful to see happen mm-hmm. it's like no we help people what is going on <laughs> but did it in a terrifying way <laughs> yeah i like that bill pullman just keeps showing up in these movies and has like a few lines right <laughs> was he I the guy he at the, the beginning with the, with the kid uh no he's no. married to melissa leo like she's the one that's uh oh, like, killed right, yes. in the hotel room and she puts up like a big fight too and like that was more than i expected from this kind of movie as well which is kind of nice it felt more human mm-hmm. it's like oh yeah she has some like training and everything too like i'm assuming she's yeah. some sort of military analyst she's interpol yeah she knows mm-hmm. what she's doing yeah i couldn't it's understand a... why she was still alive when pedro pascal went in though just so oh, he no. could shoot her exactly just so he <laughs> i thought he stabbed her, her. oh <laughs> yeah 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 yeah, um, but you know what? I saw Bill Pullman the other day in my local CVS. What'd you oh, say to Hollywood. him? Did you talk and to I him? Don't, <laughs> we made eye contact for about two seconds. Two minutes. I don't normally like to make character assumptions based on two seconds of eye contact. But <laughs> yeah, you do. <laughs> <laughs> he seemed like a miserable prick. You know? <laughs> what? Oh my god! <laughs> he did not seem happy at all. But wow. In fairness, he was in a CVS in Hollywood, so. <laughs> Yeah. Well, what was he I'm, grabbing? Got yeah. Gummy worms. What was he grabbing? <laughs> like gummy worms. What was he? <laughs> they didn't have his favorite gummy worms, so he was just fucking. He was just detached. <laughs> he was just taking it out on everyone. Maybe he had bunions or something. He's like, ah, oh, I'm tired of walking around Hollywood. <laughs> if only Denzel didn't take my car. Yeah. He just orders a lift, and Robert's in there again. <laughs> oh, hey, Robert. Well, too bad he's the guest on Equalizer 3. I'll make sure he never listens to this turn. <laughs> we won't tell him about what happened in Equalizer 2. Turn, I need more questions here. Um, I Actually, I have a um, question real quick. Who's Little Yummy? Why does Denzel call someone Little Yummy? <laughs> I don't remember calling anybody Mr. Yummy what are you, or Little Yummy. What are you talking about? Turin, do you know what I'm talking about? I think you may have made this up. I don't yeah, remember maybe. this at all. Is okay. this to catch us in some kind of like gotcha little moment? <laughs> Psych, there is no little yummy. No, I'm not trying to gaslight you guys into <laughs> little yummy vacation. <laughs> I'm trying to gaslight you guys into little yummy. <laughs> He's talking to the kid Miles, I think, when, the, when, when Miles still wants to like maybe be part of the gang or something. Yeah. So he's like little yummy, huh? I might. It's little something, but he's like saying like that's as if it's his like gang name or something. I I think he knows that's little yummy then. <laughs> he knows. Okay, sorry, Turin. You had questions. Uh, I yeah, I have many questions. There's was he supposed to be dead 
What? <laughs> Who? Yeah, Den- Denzel. Denzel Robert. He he is um presu- he is like dead. They had a fake funeral for him and everything. He is dead. He has a new life. Why is he using his old name then? I don't think that's his real name. What? But they all know him by Robert. Never mind then. I guess that's his real <laughs> name, and he just is Robert again. He's really bad at being dead. he only hangs out with some people that he knows and then other people that he knows (laughs) i have a question because originally when you did the opening scene of this movie where they're on the train and he's rescuing uh the little girl girl. and Mm -hmm. he's dressed as a muslim um (laughs) so i assume at that point he was like special agent how does he get that girl back and get her to the states i don't he gets a plane ticket Well, he probably was, but he gets a plane ticket for him and her, and then they ride back on the airplane. This is the only (laughs) only idea I have on how he really does it. Okay. Yeah, he he like has a passport for her somehow, or maybe he has like a mini submarine for all we know, and like just (laughs) (laughs) like I don't know. Bat jet. I mean, he does have a bookcase that opens, so that's pretty cool. Oh yeah, that's yeah, and a panic room with a mirror. <laughs> yeah, I really don't know. Well, he's not even like a secret agent at that point. He's just like a guy that somehow got there. And like, right. I don't, I still don't even know if the mom knows that he rescued her. I don't know. She so. has no idea. No, no right. clue. Because he's just picking up books. Yeah. But, but the kid knows. The, the kid, kid knows, knows. And she winks and plays Minecraft. Yeah. And he saved her <laughs> bookshop, I guess, as well. Yeah. I guess he saved time. her bookshelf. <laughs> Is she playing Minecraft? Yeah, she's, she's playing, playing Minecraft. Minecraft yeah. Cool. I thought the dad was playing Minecraft at first, which was making me laugh really hard because I was like, "Oh my god, Minecraft is on in the background." That dad's just like chilling in the bookstore playing Minecraft, and then his daughter sits at the computer. I'm like, "Oh, his daughter's probably playing Minecraft." That's like a Tony Stark esque joke. Like, well, we were probably playing uh, Minecraft back there, and then it cuts back to them, and they are. That is really a Tony Stark joke. Yes. You know what Let's I call could. Marvel. What could have been done to lessen the length of this movie? Just what? cut the 15 minutes, it must be, of Denzel walking into that garden. He does it like <laughs> 10 or 11 times in that movie, walking through the gate. He likes Every to time walk. in a different shirt, different shirt color of the same shirt, every single shot. Yeah. It's so he doesn't have to waste thoughts on picking out an outfit to wear. <laughs> he does so much acting. Like, uh, I don't know. Like, I think these movies would be totally boring if it wasn't Denzel. But like, That's he just true. brings a certain amount of gravitas to it. And uh, even when he's sitting at the uh, bench in the park with Pedro Pascal, he's like putting his hand over his head in like four different angles and like squinching his forehead, like he's stressed and everything. Mm-hmm. Like he does it so many times. Like he's really just trying to put something in this scene. And, <laughs> yeah, uh, he's doing it. Appreciate it. I don't know. Something. Yeah, no, he's he's great. I mean, he sells it. He makes it a movie that I'm like, yeah, I like it. It's good. He's great. But yeah, I feel like it's interesting. Like Pedro Pascal is just like kind of ultimately like not a great villain. Like he, he's just up in that tower for such a long time. Yeah, he's just, just sniper diaper. <laughs> is that a term? No, I just made it up. He sniper diapers the geezer pleaser. He sniper diapers the geezer pleaser. <laughs> but exactly. Yeah, I don't know. Robert has like special powers to the extent that he like 
moves behind the car or whatever right at the right moment so that the car gets shot right wasn't there something no he shoots out the he shoots out the tires of the car right Right. when right when pedro shoots so then he misses right (laughs) which is even crazier yeah it's like how do you plan that out hair trigger timing and a a, a really intense knowledge of when his friend's gonna pull the trigger (laughs) yeah right why doesn't he just use the kid to bait him out from the start I don't you know. know. He's silly. Like, why not just have his men wait there and be like, we're going to right. start shooting at we're gonna, the we're van right now. This child. Uh, <laughs> yeah. He's a mercenary, but he's not like totally evil. He's like a former friend. I don't know. Yeah. He gave like, him like three chances. That's why yeah, he did get his eye popped out. Just like Game of Thrones all over again. I like the oh, part spoilers. where the wind, I like the part where nature itself aids Den's, aids Robert when like it pushes Pedro <laughs> Pascal against the barrier and he was like, damn you, Robert! <laughs> <laughs> He disguises himself as many different religions, but his true uh, savior is Gaia. It's Gaia. <laughs> the Storm Lord. The Storm Mother. <laughs> it really was such a weird moment for me where I was like, oh, I guess even nature does not want this man to prevail. Yeah. I, I had to rewind it to watch what happened because I was like, it couldn't possibly have just been the wind. <laughs> that just sent him flying all of a sudden. Like, no, it was. It, it can't just yeah. be that. Just a random gust of wind. There's been several scenes in these movies, both of these movies so far, where I watched it and then I kind of lost focus. And I'm like, wait, I need to rewind that. And I'm like, oh, okay, this is good. But like, I don't know, just not seeing this in a movie theater. Uh, Yeah, the pacing is weird. (laughs) Yeah, I kind of zoned out during even that final fight scene where he's taking out the four goons. I'm like, I know he's going to do it. I'm just like, yeah, it's just taking forever. (laughs) Because, I mean, look, maybe because I just played Arkham Asylum, but, like, at least Batman gets injured sometimes, but, like, Robert just does not get hurt remotely as far as I can remember. No, he gets shot in the leg or stabbed in the leg. Mm, no, that's, yeah. yeah, he gets stabbed in the leg by Pedro at the end. <clears throat> yeah, he's kind oh, of yeah. inevitable. Right. Yeah. I, I did, I don't know if I enjoyed it, but it was a choice. All of the, like doom movie style camera angles that were happening in that last uh, fight (laughs) resident evil 4 over the shoulder yeah i don't know a view of the like perspective of the knife i don't know what was going on but that whole fight was a quick time event right yeah it kind of was (laughs) i wrote down crazy knife bov shot and i also yeah in my notes i'm also like remember the basics of cqc because it feels like a metal gear solid like boss fight at the very end where they're just like (laughs) on top on top of a building like punching and they're all blocking each other and everything for a while and they're just like ah even though they're not really screaming or anything it just feels that way in the end i realize remember what you taught me always have a contingency plan shoot the child Take the shot. Knife POV the child. Knife POV <laughs> the child. <laughs> what did you guys think of the kid turning him into super turning into a superhero at the end? Wait, what? Yeah, what? The, ki- the what? kid <laughs> is talking about him, how he he's a superhero, and he's making a comic book about Denzel now. Oh, oh yeah. I totally missed that. And he joins, oh, my God. He drives a Malibu. Yeah, he drives a Malibu, and the, girl's <laughs> and the girl like, is like, that's cool. <laughs> and he's like, yeah, I think it's pretty funny, too. Ha ha. That reminds me, for some reason, of um, this comic book I got, like, from going to a Dodgers game when I was, like, eight or something. And it was, like, a 
Major League Baseball comic book tie-in where some guy is like a superhero, but he's also a baseball player. Like all of his superpowers had to do with baseball. Oh, okay, that sounds <laughs> like he's the best at baseball. Did yeah. he get bitten by a baseball bat? <laughs> yeah, I think so. <laughs> Instead of a regular bat, yeah. A baseball bat. <laughs> it had wings. It's horrifying. <laughs> had to be put down. <laughs> but uh yeah you know that's just a random tangent that has really not much to do with that but just uh, thinking of like yeah equalizer as an actual superhero is is uh strange because he does murder a lot of people yeah, yeah. like his power set was he knows what you're going to do before you do it and i was like that's a pretty op superhero but okay <laughs> truly. But they did have like sherlock holmes yes. time. Yes. i love that Throughout. i love sherlock holmes segment so i was like i was like perfect discombobulate let's go right I was like, I like, I like this, but I still like it better in Sherlock Holmes, especially the second one. <laughs> no, I do. I love that segment. It's so good. Uh, especially I mean, the second one. Why isn't he just getting paid to do this stuff? You know, because he doesn't want to do it for money. He wants to do it out of the kindness of his heart. No, he wants yeah. to do it out of pure the pure violence that rages within him. <laughs> the darkness that claws yeah. at the at the corners money of his heart. Taint this. Yeah. yeah, money cheapens it. <laughs> money cheapens it. Money cheapens the murders I will commit tonight. <laughs> which, speaking of which, he cuts one of the tech bro, like, or whatever, Wall Street guys with a credit card. Yeah. And it's that's like, that's good. vengeance. Yeah, true blue vengeance. He breaks that one guy's arm and says, like, which one's your dominant hand? He's like, oh my God. <laughs> you imagine reminded- someone just asking you that and you're like, I don't know how to answer this. Please. <laughs> Please. I'm not sure if this means you're going to be nice and break my non-dominant hand or be mean and break my dominant hand. <laughs> I don't know who you are. <laughs> Literally. <laughs> It reminds me of the Batman Arkham scene where like he has like that in the very beginning he has that like uh Arkham Knight goon by the hand and he's he's like he's like if you're lying to me I'll break the other one then he breaks his hand. God. <laughs> oh, like, I for- oh my god. Forgot um uh he asked for a cup of hot water in the beginning and right. on the train and he always he always like just drinks tea. He doesn't drink any alcohol I think and he doesn't even drink uh coffee. No, I thought, I thought I was, was like, having Turkish coffee. I was like, that's yummy. Well, he brought his own tea bag. What a right. dork. Like had it, he had it in a napkin. Did he bring it from the States? Anyway, that's why I thought he might actually be Muslim. I was like, oh, he's not drinking alcohol. He's not. Right. But then, yeah, whatever. He's non-denominational. <laughs> yeah, we're deciding it for him. <laughs> um, but yeah, he brought his excellent American tea to Turkey. Yeah, right. <laughs> his excellent American his, his tea. His lip yeah. Yeah. <laughs> it's excellent to make Trader Joe's Ruby Bows brand. <laughs> Which uh hey, it's Trader uh I don't know, some offensive Turkish name <laughs> on the co- on the tea bag. Um which, uh, by the way, like, so part of my, just a small part of my job, okay, is uh, getting, like, my, the camera crew, um, I don't know, because they're, since I'm the camera loader, sometimes I'm, uh, I have more free time than other people do uh, when they're immediately on set. So I'll get them snacks and treats and, and drinks and stuff like that. Um, no, I'm not just a coffee boy. <laughs> um, but one of my coworkers, she's like, "Oh, can I just get some hot water? Like, I have my own tea bag." And after watching these movies, I'm like, "Is she Robert McCall? <laughs> Is she the Equalizer? Is she the Equalizer? Secretly, 
We can all just be equalizers, Tyler. Start behaving poorly and see if she tries to fix you. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> Did you just say damn? <clears throat> right. You've been That's equalized. darn to you, sir. You know what was pretty cool that uh, I liked in this movie was, one, a lot of the, the sidecar shots and the car fight. I thought. Was oh, that car fun. fight was pretty fun, yeah. Yeah. It was a little more than just him breaking arms the whole time. It, yeah, oh, it ends yeah. pretty violently, but yes. <laughs> There's just a lot of staring to the through the rear view, rear view mirror, <laughs> right? <laughs> and he can and we keep tell. slamming into other cars. Do you think he left his insurance information on all those cars after? <laughs> yeah, right. It's the right thing to do, buddy. Totally. <laughs> got it. Huh? I was like, he's got to equalize the, the the damage he did. Yeah, I, I I totally forget about like he has <laughs> several different. Like you're talking about his clothes and like he wears different hats sometimes and like, since he's <laughs> driving his lift around. I watched this with Lily and she kept commenting on his like cabbie hat, even though he's a lift driver, he's not driving a taxi cab. He's a working stiff. He thinks he is. He, <laughs> yeah. he says, Oh, I'm on part of that taxi service lift. <laughs> he's just like a very poetic lift driver. Right. <laughs> yeah, truly. And it seems like he gets the best moments out of every in everybody's lives in his lift. Yeah, really. Like, I think there's like some kids that were like a little annoying. He just like looks at them through the rearview mirrors, like, eh. But like overall, no one's really giving him a hard time or anything until uh, he's he's possibly assassinated. Yeah, and a lot of really vocal people in the lift. Where I I usually yeah. just put my headphones in and just zone out until I get to my destination. Yeah, it was like I really trying not to have a drink, really audibly. Oh yeah, like yeah. <laughs> emoting that. Okay. Yeah, and he says, "Take me home." And Robert goes, "Yeah." I couldn't tell. What was he saying? He didn't go for a drink then. Is that he lot? didn't? Yeah. Not that time. Not that time. But the time before and the time before that. I like to think Robert kept up with them. Yeah, he I checked he in. Did. He's just been preventing him from drinking this whole time. He <laughs> he he kept his phone number when like the guy like called for his Uber. He keeps, uh, yeah, which is like uh, some sort of conflict Felony. of interest, yeah. <laughs> and he keeps sending him bottles of alcohol to like be an old. <laughs> you have to break this. You can't have this. So I'm gonna He's send just it to a you. Heel. Yeah. This is the only way you'll get better. <laughs> I know best. I'm Robert McCall. Just a complete menace. <laughs> Successfully scamming this guy, getting lifts <laughs> constantly. <laughs> what was the guy's plan in the back of the lift? Why didn't he just like have a gun and immediately shoot Robert in the head? Is it because he right. knew he has spider spidey senses, or like... he knows he knows always what you're going to do before you do it? So he has to keep on actively thinking new thoughts every single second he can. It's <laughs> really what it feels like. It feels like like whenever Robert looks up at him, he's like, "I got to think about something else." He can read my mind. He's like, he's like Xavier. <laughs> he's like apple 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 orange 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 <laughs> the only way to beat robert is to have like a magneto helmet yeah. <laughs> i need cerebro to stop him <laughs> uh, i don't know these movies are more fun to talk about than to like even watch maybe it's actually just a magic hat his hat that gives him oh yeah but he takes off sometimes yeah and then he doesn't know then he doesn't know (laughs) just when the hat's on we know little about robert let alone anything about his his magic hat hat. yeah (laughs) (laughs) his his magic hat 
<laughs> we know so little. The pieces are coming together so agonizingly slow. We can only pray that Equalizer 3 will answer all these questions. Yeah. In slow-mo as he's interpreting everybody and whose limbs to break. Whose <laughs> to break timing himself. Um, <laughs> he's, he's like in a Mario game. <laughs> it's Cappy. Yeah. <laughs> There's a really confusing line when someone's like, oh, do you want iced tea or water? And then Robert says, what do I look like, Jackie Chan? And I was like, <laughs> right. Right. what does that mean? I was like, does Jackie Chan not drink iced tea? Or It's a really outdated reference, if not. <laughs> is it tea because, like, does he say Jackie Chan because Jackie Chan's Asian and tea? Like, is it like a stereotype? Like, I don't understand. I guess he associates tea with Asian culture, and so then he said Jackie Chan, which is very, very bad. But he drinks tea all the time. But I guess <laughs> I don't think that's Robert. Tea? I think I think Miles says that. Oh, yeah, Miles says it. okay, yeah. gotcha. He does not become a full one eighty on his feelings about tea. It's <laughs> really like racial like stereotypes. <laughs> that's the character arc I need. <laughs> he just is like regressing. <laughs> Robert has everything figured out, including his racial politics. <laughs> God. <laughs> Said the white man to two other white men talking about the equalizer. Great equalizer. stuff. <laughs> it's still a weird line. It's a mean yeah. line. Yeah. Um, yeah, just all the stuff like the realism of things or the, the supposed realism of things is what really draws me into this movie. Like there's just the scene too before uh, I think before he finds out Pedro Pascal's a bad guy is that like him, uh, Pedro and Denzel are just sitting at like a domestic kitchen table together and just like just the tension of that, like for some reason. Like, just all the suburbia and just like, oh, this is someone's house. This is someone's kitchen. Like, all of that. And then you contrast that with all the extreme violence. I think that that works well for me. Yeah, it's pretty hardcore in that sense. Yeah, I just wish there wasn't 15 minutes of him painting a wall. That would be my only note. <laughs> that was really important. <laughs> you never all seen... those things had to happen. You've never watched Paint Dry Turin? <laughs> Wait. So did, that, did the kid, did the kid repaint that wall? I think yes, so. the, the child the, did. Yes, both of them. The the really fancy one as well, of like yeah. the woman's childhood or whatever it was. Yeah, her mural. After he I defaced he painted it. over that. Yeah, didn't he paint over it? Though? Yeah, he, but he re, he repainted it in whatever style he felt like at the moment. Oh, so he he covered it with paint and then decided, oh, I better actually repaint it from memory. Or something else. I don't really know what they settled on. They did not involve that woman at all, though. And the mystery continues. Yeah. How did she not notice this was being done? She needs to tend that garden more, man. <laughs> Who it's did like, this, kids? It's like two weeks worth of painting. Right? <laughs> she didn't look up. People don't look up. Especially when Invincible. they're sad. <laughs> especially when they're sad. Hey, did the first part of season two come out, by the way, Connery? This is where I'm at in this episode. Yeah, yeah. Season two, Invincible's out. Oh, okay. Because I know like the second half of the second season is like... Yeah, it's like really yeah. lagging behind. Gotcha. Well, But the first half is out, I guess. Yeah. Let's just all stare at each other in silence and anticipate what each moves... <laughs> the moves of everybody else is going to be. <laughs> just total silence on the podcast. Okay, ready? Yeah. Turns doing it. 
flying RoboCops doing it. <laughs> oh, well, those doing are opinions. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> what are we supposed to be anticipating? Are we supposed to like guess what the other person's going to say next? Yeah. Who do you think would uh, win in one of those fights? Would it be Robert or Sherlock Holmes? Oh, Robert. Mm. He killed a man. He killed four, 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 four to five men in thirteen seconds. Oh yeah, what's that stopwatch about? Is this like a? He's a, timing his kills. Because he he's a psychopath. <laughs> yeah, right. Yeah. Like, <laughs> he's still seeing if he's still got it, and he has it. <laughs> yeah, he also has a giant watch on his wrist, doesn't he? Like it's like pretty big. Because yeah. he's old. He's old. <laughs> yeah. he's old. He needs to see the numbers. He's like 13 seconds. Really, really, really good. <laughs> Let's see if we can shave can off up. some more time next time. <laughs> just all those little characterizations, I think, um, you know, you could just throw off. But I, those are the things that add to his character. Like, oh, yeah, he does have a big watch because he's old. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but he's also <laughs> using it for means of murder. Um <laughs> And uh, oh, there was one other thing too about him that I, I'm just totally spacing on that I was just thinking about. But uh, yeah, I don't know. These movies are pretty thin, to be quite honest. Yeah, they're long and don't really have much to talk about when it really comes down to it. Yeah, it's like about atmosphere, I feel like. Mm-hmm. We're sitting in the rain, we're pondering, and then we're exploding with rage and guns and fists oh yeah because yeah, he, he never like screams when he's fighting he's never like grunting or anything it feel like he's just like yeah. quiet mm-hmm. um that is what i was gonna say is that you never see uh robert exercising or anything in the movie which uh you know he's like okay like he's not how old is denzel he's in his 60s at least right at least oh, yeah yeah he is 69 right now. Okay. So I guess he was like 65 when this came out. That tracks. 63. And uh, I, I don't know. Like if you're going to be able to kill multiple people, like you would have to be in really good shape, I would think, no matter how fast your like <laughs> mutant-like powers are. Well, he does it so often at this point that it's basically a workout <laughs> regime. His exercise is murdering four people. His exercise is murdering four people. Every other day. <laughs> and then yeah, he brushes a, his teeth. And he brushes his teeth for eight hours. <laughs> Gums bleeding. With the asparagus pee. Yeah. <laughs> Sniffing it's his, asparagus. It's his favorite flavor of toothpaste. <laughs> <laughs> it's so gross. Oh, with soy sauce. The line is so long. Right. Yeah, but you ate asparagus vinaigrette with soy sauce. It's like that. It's just like a clunky line, but like the more you add to it, the more you're just like, what? Like, can he detect everything? Whatever you ate. Like, does he know she ate that? Is he just joking? Like, can he detect what everyone ate? He he just knows. <laughs> he's like he's a crazy man, and does she he... laughs and laughs and laughs. Yeah, because she knows he went through her garbage <laughs> and her toilet. He's been sniffing her, he's been sniffing her toilet. <laughs> I she that tried may- to hide it with Febreze. <laughs> that doesn't get in the way of me. Maybe that's why he just drinks tea because he has like extreme senses. He basically <laughs> is like an X Man. Right. He must be. He's a monster. <laughs> 
He's too strong. At, at this point, I don't think. I think you'd have to put him up He's against too John strong. Wick. He's too strong. <laughs> He's just on the edge of like. Even like John Wick isn't as scary as this guy. Like I feel no. like John. Like you like John Wick a lot, and like Robert, I'm still like uncomfortable being around, even though I know he's ultimately doing the right thing. He's just too scary for me. Look, like John Wick knows pain. He has been hurt and beaten and bruised and cut and shot. Robert has not. Yeah. Robert has only been maybe shot in the leg, kind of grazed, more like, and stabbed, but that's rare. <laughs> Yeah, I'm kind of just waiting for something like in the third movie. I, I doubt it's going to happen. I, I feel like it'll just be more of this kind of film. But I think the third movie will be as no hit run. <laughs> no hit run? Like he won't kill anybody? He, no, he won't get hit at all. <laughs> oh, gotcha. <laughs> yeah. Um, I, I, I want it to be in the third one where he like does kill the wrong person because he was so in his convictions about the community and everything. But then it's like, oh, that would actually like that guy was bad sometimes, but he actually did a lot of really good things for the community too. Or he finds some like anti Robert or like some parallel to himself. <laughs> Shadow Robert. That that's Shadow. exactly the plot, Tyler. It's 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 the anti Robert. I'm I'm serious. I remember the trailer where it's like he's just like you. Oh, he's really? just as methodical, just as O C D and like menacing as you. <laughs> But he hates okay. reading. Uh, but he hates <laughs> reading. He burns books. Oh, God. He's Nazi Robert. <laughs> Nazi Robert. <laughs> but that, he is like the evil equalizer. Okay. E- evilizer. Evil <laughs> Evilizer. Dude, they could have done so much with these titles. You'll yeah. fall victim to my evilizer. <laughs> it's like a weird gun, ray gun. Yeah. Yeah. It's got an equally evil hat. <laughs> he, he wears the cabbie hat but backwards oh no the hat is the brother of robert's hat good yeah. <laughs> the hats do the warfare we are the pawns in their grand game <laughs> it's just a lot of hat close-ups <laughs> silent because we cannot fathom the language of hats <laughs> bizarro equalizer wears his hat inside out <laughs> he He's does have his hair back his Huh? What turn? He didn't. He didn't have hair in the first movie. No, he was bald. Um, he was always bald. Yeah. And he grew his hair back in this one, and then in the third one, I think he's bald again. Yeah, so. he's bald again. I think that's fun. Yeah, I'd like to do that if I had hair. You could do it. I'd have really weird hair if I grew it out, Tyler. Mm. It doesn't grow on top no more. <laughs> so what about for? like Larry David or something? I'm not going to Larry David my hair. I'm going to look like a clown man. <laughs> what about, okay, I'll find, I'll find good positive uh, examples. <laughs> give, me, give me positive portrayals of men with grown out, long, middle-aged hair. Look, I'm sorry I bring this up all the time, Connery. <laughs> I don't mean it in like a pejorative Just way. Just because you guys have hair and I lost mine. <laughs> in the hair wars. In the hair war of Lex Luthor Superman threw chemicals on you on accident. Superman threw chemicals school. on my hair and ruined my life. No, it's just, look, I'm probably just digging myself a deeper hole. I apologize. It's just, like, especially in Hollywood and movies in general, I feel like every male actor, especially male stars, like, they don't, if they do go bald, they do go, like, full bald, you know? Yeah, yeah. Um, but there's not even, like, supporting actors, like, oh, like, say part of this movie takes place in the office. There's not even uh, men who, like, have, like, you know, 
like some hair on the sides or anything. It's either yeah. like, oh, they have they're they're totally clean shaven or they like have um, hair plugs or something. Right. Yeah. And just compare that to like the 70s or 80s or like even, yeah, like the 90s and stuff like change. Things have changed a lot in the 20s. And it's like, oh, I don't know. I feel like people should be however they want to look and not always just go to towards uh, conventions of, of what they think they should for Hollywood. But I don't know what but that I like, is. But, I, but people, look, I look really cool when I cut my hair all the way. <laughs> yeah, I'm not saying that either. You know, I just uh, this is my personal mission for Hollywood. <laughs> Grow you out your hair. Your hair. Or Tyler, I'm like, yeah. <laughs> I was, I you know, because I shaved the sides, and I was feeling yeah. the back of my head uh, up there. I'm like, oh, there's like a big mole on the top of my head that I f- didn't realize or forgot about. Mm. And put a little hat on it. <laughs> just on the put mole. A, just on yeah, the mole. On the mole. Just a little mole hat. A little spinny hat. <laughs> nice. <laughs> yeah. I have asked Lily. I was like, "What if I shaved my head or like did a buzz cut or something?" She's like, "Uh, I don't know if you have the head for that." <laughs> Only one way to find out. But um, I got one of those kind of lump bumps on my head taken out the other week. Oh yeah, yeah. How did that go? It was okay. It went really well. You know, I went to a really good uh, dermatologist and uh, they kind of on. It's called Descanso Dermatology. A little plug for them, I guess. <laughs> did they do it in the gardens? <laughs> Yeah, they did it right in Descanso Gardens. I was in the Rose Garden, and a lot of they had Suey, a lot of bees. <laughs> Robert walked by meditating. Yeah, and I'm I'm just like I can't feel it as the woman pressed me against the table as hard as she could and ripped the thing out of my head. <laughs> oh my God, <laughs> I, I couldn't feel anything. It was all numb. <laughs> I've already made this conversation too weird, but Connor, you do have a very nice head. Thank you. I agree. You boys have nice heads too. <laughs> Thank you. Let's all talk about our skulls. <laughs> I'm pulling out my forceps right now. <laughs> uh, okay. Yeah, is there anything else to talk about this movie? Turn, do you have any more questions? Yeah. Uh, no, that's it. What about <laughs> concerns? Any concerns? Many concerns. Many concerns. <laughs> about <laughs> the movie, about us, about this podcast, about being all, on it. All of it. it's all real (laughs) (laughs) um yeah i don't know turn your your room right now feels like a vibe because uh it's because it's christmas yeah well there's a christmas tree in the back but i see an occasional car going by with the headlights going by it just feels a little like one of those youtube videos where it's like chill wave music plays (laughs) in the background (laughs) yeah I guess let's let's do a final thoughts. Um, sure. Turin, what are your final thoughts on this movie? Would you would you and then also would you watch Equalizer three after watching uh, this? Oh no, I've got no intention of watching it. Um, <laughs> oh, devastating. Although I did look it up, and it is an hour and forty, so they've cut all the paint scenes. <laughs> um, they painted them out. I do want to see if he he has lost the ability to read in the third one. That would be a fun little twist. How do you lose the ability to read? <laughs> Hold on, maybe he gets bumped on the head really early. <laughs> oh no, his, I can't read. Like his not hat enough. Too tight. Yeah. His what's too tight? His hat his, got too tight. His hat. <laughs> yeah, he didn't lose it in the, like a fight. He just kind of like bumped his head like in his home or something. <laughs> yeah. yeah, exactly. I'd watch it oh, if that happened. So, yeah, maybe. Uh, otherwise, uh, a solid two and a half out of five. 
Yeah. Wow. If that's All right. the scale. Yeah. Okay. That's fair. I think Too I gave long. us a, a three. Yeah. 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 Too, Too long. long. What else? Too long. Not enough hats. Too much pain. Need more hats. Too yeah, much. Pain. More hats. Everyone should have hats. Every character. I agree. Well, world building. That's how you do it. Sounds like a bit of a hat on a hat to me. Not if you have another hat on top of that. Then is it good again? <laughs> if you have three hats again. on your head, then it passes the threshold of being bad to being good again. What about two hats and like a net for your beard? Like you know, if you're working a in a kitchen or something. Net? Yeah. Mm, that's still a hat and a hat. Yeah, I guess you're right. There's only two hats there. <laughs> Connor, what are your final thoughts? Um, oh, sorry. Turn like- what? Turn what? Do you have something? Don't. No. <laughs> Don't. <laughs> Connor, what, what are your final thoughts? I like this a little bit better than the first one. It's a uh, weird time, a long time, to be honest. It's a, I would call it a complete rainy day movie if you're feeling like you want action and contemplative thoughts about what it means to help your community and should hopefully not you don't land on murdering people is the best way to do it yeah <clears throat> if you're gonna hit someone with a credit card don't slice it against them just like slightly thwap them i guess yeah give them a little bit of bop that's the power of my money <laughs> Tyler, that's, what about that's you wall Final street thoughts. baby um <laughs> i guess uh yeah it's the same thing where it's like it does feel like a rainy day kind of movie i guess especially because of the storm at the end and it's just been raining a lot here mm-hmm. in la which uh this episode's coming out like three weeks after it rained a lot but this hey we're angelinos rains oh bless up bless up till i see you again turns just rolling his eyes at us uh pathetic people <laughs> in the city where where he also lives yeah but i don't leave my house so that's fine. yeah do you think Pil- uh. Bill Pullman also has a take on the rain, Turin? Did you ask him? Oh, I'll ask him. I will. Yeah, next time you see him at CVS. Yeah, he's got his hemorrhoid meds. <laughs> Stop him. Grab him by the wrist and say, what do you think about the rain? <laughs> Just make some light conversation. Hmm, some rain, huh? <laughs> some rain. <laughs> yeah, this is very like a contemplative movie, as we've discussed in detail at this point. Uh, mm-hmm. It is very much rainy day. It's not action-packed. Um, but there's things it just makes me think about a mood and a vibe a lot more than those Liam Neeson kind of movies where I'm like, yeah, I'll watch this because it's kind of kind of stupid. Um, this the movie never really feels stupid. It just kind of feels slow at points. I don't know. Yeah. That's understandable. Okay. Yeah. yeah, it's it's some it's a specific mixture of vibe that I and style that I haven't really seen in any other kind of action movie before. So that's something. Yeah, it's its own thing. It's good. Yeah, those are our thoughts on Equalizer Two. Um, Woo! Whatever the subtitle might be, still equal. <laughs> <laughs> What's uh? <laughs> I don't know. Equal under God or something. What's uh... <laughs> <laughs> on God? <laughs> Is that like a fencing movie, but like a guy's Christian? No, it's just a Gen Z slang word. On God? Yeah, I say, oh yeah, I love that. On God. Oh, on God. On God. 
Oh, it's not like Ermagerd. Like no, it's not. Er, it's not Ermagerd. <laughs> like that's bring millennial slang. Let's go. <laughs> Let's bring back all the cringy millennial slang. <laughs> Ermagerd. Have a culture war with all of the Gen Z's better words. It's gonna turn out so well for us. I can tell. Why are you saying LOL all the time in your texts? Why are you just perpetually uncomfortable, millennial? <laughs> I need them to know that I'm not like serious. <laughs> Why are you laughing all the time? I don't know. <laughs> laughing so hard and so loud. <laughs> uh, all right. Taryn O'Neill, thank you so much for joining us again on this podcast. Sitting through it. Yep. <laughs> Thanks you... for having me. <laughs> I hope you always. had fun. Always. Good. Always. Want more than what my voice portrays. Uh-huh. <laughs> um, do you have anything to plug before we go? No. What? No. What would I plot? What? Uh, like my store? face of starving. Man. Oh yeah, I do have a t-shirt store. Red yeah. Room Tees. Go get your tees. Uh, tees. TT. There's a franchise oh. shirt on there. If you want That's to. Buy. True. I forgot that was. There. Yeah, there is a franchise shirt on there. The only shirt on there that <laughs> that, he, that people can't copyright attack. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's the only thing holding my business up. <laughs> I did have a dream the other night where I was interviewing Paul Giamatti uh, okay. because he has a podcast now and oh. it's pretty great. But uh, I was interviewing Paul Giamatti and I was wearing my Paul Giamatti shirt that you made that's available on mm. Red Room Tees still, I believe. Yeah. And uh, I was just, so it's like, yeah, my friend, my buddy Turin made this. He's like, oh, really? That's amazing. <laughs> it was a really nice icebreaker in my dream. So go to Red Room Tees, everybody. Buy a shirt. Yeah. If I hadn't got to that holdover screening, I would have worn a Paul Giamatti shirt. That would have yeah. been good. Perfect. Mm-hmm. Or just thrown it at him. Yeah, just give it to him. Yeah, yeah, say, here you go. I made this for you, boss. Sorry, I only had size small, but here you go. <laughs> Small. <laughs> Connie, what do you have to plug? Uh, if you enjoy the sound of my voice, you'll enjoy tabletop role-playing games. You probably enjoy Starship and Paula. It's an actually role-playing podcast hosted by myself and four other friends. You can find it on Apple Podcasts or on SoundCloud. Tyler, what do you have to plug? Follow me on Instagram and Letterboxd at Tiami Vice for movie-related content. Uh, I don't know. That's it. <laughs> Follow us at Franchise Woo! Pod on all social medias. Uh, like, share, and subscribe. Please give us five stars on Apple Podcasts to help us grow the show. Please. Uh, like, oh no, I just I was going to make a segue, but I instantly deleted my notes instead of pulling them up. Oh no. Much like Robert McCall says, make sure I get a five star rating, Junior. <laughs> Ding, five stars. <laughs> uh, I'm laughing at myself. Thank you, Martin Ganey, for our artwork and Nick Viverka for our music. Uh, that's it. Stay tuned for Equalizer 3 next week. And until next time. Always be nice to anybody who has access to your toothbrush. Yeah. <laughs> Bye, everybody. Insert P sounds. Goodbye, everyone. <laughs> oh, God. Don't. <laughs>